You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Exhort one another daily is the title of this devotion. I really feel this week, and I pray that every devotion that you have the opportunity to look at and listen to is is something that blesses you and helps you. But And that's really what is, the Lord has given in my heart to do these devotions for. But, you know, it, it's important that we realize that our Heavenly Father needs all of us as His children to be His witnesses. The Lord would say it again and again to Israel. You read it in Isaiah 43, 44, 45, and all these You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. You know, the Lord needs you and I as his children to be his witnesses. That witness that the Father gives within us. We're like what I said yesterday. We know, even as we are known, that we have this witness in our hearts. That we need to bear it out to those around us because that's what exhorts others. So look what it says here in Hebrews chapter 3, where this statement comes from. He says, starting at verse 12, Brethren, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest in any of you, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confession again. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You see, friends, while it is called today, we are, t- we are partaking of the today of God. The today of God is the spirit of eternity, where there is no beginning or end. Where God is who is from eternity to eternity. You are from eternity to eternity, the scripture talks about. No beginning, no the end. You are the beginning and the end. The scripture says, Jesus is the beginning and the end. So anyway, that is the spirit of eternity. And we are partaking through Jesus of that eternal life. It is one of the great attributes of the divinity of God, eternity. It is a revelation that you can only get through Jesus because in our natural nature, because of sin, we suffer the temporal That is the nature of sin, the temporal, because we now have partaken of the death nature of Adam by the flesh. We were born of his flesh, so to speak. We all come from Adam, and that is in the flesh, the temporalness. That spirit of today is what you receive through Jesus. 
when Jesus comes into your life, you come into to, to the today. And so it says here, exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is, all, is in our flesh, but it's also all around us in the world in which we live. And that nature of sin is what hardens you. What does it mean to be hardened? Hardened means you don't perceive, understand, recognize, acknowledge. You don't hear it. You may hear a voice and words, but there's no spiritual connection with your spirit because your spirit is hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So your spirit is not perceiving what's being said. You see, God is a spirit. Jesus said, the words I speak to you are spirit and life. To become hardened is there's no connection. To be hardened means you see it, but you don't perceive it. You spiritually don't connect with it. Now, I'm not saying this to, to make any of you feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm such a failure. No, the Lord Jesus had to correct his disciples from beginning to end, even Right that last night, their hearts were still hard, he said. After his resurrection, is your heart still hard? You read it in Luke 24. He says, why is your heart still hard that you did not believe the report of the women that I was raised from the dead? Why didn't you not believe? Are your hearts still hard? So Jesus had to cope with that hardness in his disciples from beginning to end. So in other words, what I'm trying to show you is that every one of us, can get hardened. What do I do? We need to exhort one another daily. You need to have that spiritual connection with each other. You need to, you know, just you talk and you smile. I love what Job said while he was suffering. He says, I smiled at them and it encouraged them. Even though he was suffering, yet he showed some kind of exhorting kindness towards another. The Apostle Paul writes Philippians and he says in chapter 2, has your relationship with Jesus become meaningful to you? Have you partaken of his grace? Have you partaken of his love and kindness? Then make me happy and share that with somebody else. In other words, exhort somebody else. Lift somebody else up. Oh, my friends, how wonderful it is when we dwell in that unity of God's spirit together, when we share the blessings of his loving heavenly life, it softens you immediately. It causes that tenderness of heart that connects with God to spring up within you and cause you to feel happy and feel blessed and thankful. The Apostle Paul, if I take you please to 2 Corinthians... 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse uh, 1, please. We then as workers together with him, with God, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I've heard you. And in the day of salvation, I've helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed, but in all things we command ourselves as ministers of God in much patience. 
in tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fasting, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and on the left hand, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. I know that what he is rehearsing here, it takes a bit of time to kind of grab it. But he says, you know, in whatever circumstances, in whatever we're going through and whatever we feel, we have come to realize we are workers together with God. We are workers together with God who is working with us, drawing everybody to the Lord Jesus so that through Jesus, they may feel welcome in his presence. Again, we, no matter what the circumstances are, feel God working with us, drawing everybody to Jesus so that through Jesus, they feel welcome in his presence. That's what he's trying to say to you and me. You know, when we're weak, when we're imprisoned, when we are suffering, when we're re uh, rejected, when we're dishonored, no matter, we have seen that no matter what the circumstances are, God gives us the privilege to exhort others. I mean, I'll give you a good example. In Acts chapter 19, I think, or 16, I think it's chapter 16, Paul went to uh, Philippi and together with Silas, and the church was born there, and the Lord had led him there. By a vision he had at night where he saw a man in Macedonia beckoning him to come over. And so he crossed over that part of the water and ended up in this city of Philippi where he met some women who were praying. Uh, and Lydia, I think, was the, the, the one of them. And, and, and Paul began to share with them about Jesus. <clears throat> And Lydia welcomed what he was sharing. And then there was this girl coming and she was um, proclaiming, these are the men of God. These were the men of God. But the spirit by which she was, she was proclaiming that was a demonic spirit. And Paul was getting so yeah, uncomfortable with that, even though what she was saying was true. The spirit who was saying it was a demonic spirit. It's the same as the demons on, on Gadara where the man had 6,000 demons in him and the demon says, you are the son of God, you know, so they knew him. And, and so anyway, Paul just turned around and looked at her and said, come out of her and do not enter her again. And the evil spirits left her. Well, from that moment, she couldn't say anymore. She, she could not anymore tell people, some kind of future. It's always deceptive when the devil is the one telling you. And so the people who were using her to make money got so angry that they stirred up a riot against Paul and Silas 
And they were taken and beaten and beaten to the point of bleeding and thrown into the deepest dungeon in the prison cell where they were put in stocks with their feet and chains with their hands. And at midnight, while they're sitting there bleeding in that cold, dark dungeon, dungeon, they were singing hymns to God. They were exhorting one another. They were singing hymns to God. They were worshiping. And the Bible says all the prisoners were hearing them. All the prisoners were hearing them. And there was suddenly an earthquake so that the doors broke open. The chains broke loose. The stocks broke open. And Paul and Silas could have run away and had freedom. But they stayed. You see, I find that a very important message. When your heart is not true, then you're always looking to run away from the responsibility God has entrusted to you. But when your heart is true, in other words, you really love God, then even if it costs you everything, you stay true to what the Father has entrusted to you. And you stay, you stay true. Stay, stay. And Paul and Silas stayed. And when the prison keeper woke up and seeing the doors opening, open and thinking all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword to take his own life because he had, he had betrayed his responsibility. And Paul cried out to him, do not harm yourself for we are all here. And he came and fell down before Paul <laughs> and him and his family received Jesus. And before daylight, they were all water baptized. Now you talk about exhorting. That's what I call exhorting. And when the Lord says, exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, lest you allow an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You see, there are some precious Christians I know They used to be such amazing exhorters, but they've stopped because unbelievers darkened their hearts and they're not walking in that sweet fellowship of the weakness the Father bears of them. And their weakness isn't there at the moment. And I pray for them. I pray for them. I pray for them. Do you want to dig deeper in your study of Reformed theology? The All of Life for God podcast, presented by Reformation Heritage Books, offers you weekly sermons, audiobook chapters, and interviews that will help strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? Just search All of Life for God wherever you get your podcast and start listening today. Presented by Reformation Heritage Books. You know, friends, I really believe that the Lord needs you and me. And he's calling you. He's calling you. I I liked what one pastor did. He bought boxes of these little lead balls that fishermen stick on there on the fishing line. And then you pull it shut. The lead is soft. And that helps the hook to sink down deep enough for where the fish are. Right? And so he had boxes of these little lead balls and he handed everybody in the congregation one of those little lead balls and he asked the people to put that in their pocket. And he said, now when you meet somebody, I would like you to put your hand on 
in your pocket and feel the lead so that you can share Jesus with them. Because a lot of people, they don't think they should share Jesus until they feel led. <laughs> and of course, that was a play on words. And it's a play on, on it that, come on, folks. We bear his weakness. We are his weaknesses. We are, Jesus said in Matthew 5, the light of the world. And so we need to, in every opportunity, every one of us, we shouldn't just look to the leadership of the church and think they are, are the only ones that have to do it. Yes, they all should, every day, at home, in the streets, in the shops, wherever they go. But friends, all of us have the witness of our loving Heavenly Father to be His witnesses and to exhort one another as we meet each other to love one another, to pray for one another. And I have had experiences, so many, so many, too many to mention, but one I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. I could still see it in my mind. And my memory isn't always as helpful, but this is a spiritual memory. You know, I was asleep and, and Virginia woke me up and she says, honey, I, I really don't feel well, my tummy and I'm out of that, that medication that calms it down. I said, oh, no worry, no worry, sweetie. I'll get up and I'll, I'll pop over to the, to the pharmacy because that store that has a little pharmacy because it's open all night and it's over the counter so I could just get it. And she said, oh, no, honey, where it's in the... I said, no, sweetie, no worry, no worry. So I, I got dressed and I jumped in the car and I drove to that store that's open all night. And I got that little medication over the counter and I went to the till to pay for it and blessed that dear lady who has to work all night long. And the moment I looked at her, I, I, it just came up in me, the weakness of the father of his son and me. It came up that weakness and I looked at her and I said, hey, it's time for you to go back to church, isn't it? She looked at me, she said, I was just praying about that. I said, well, your heavenly father heard you. I said, so go on, go back to church. He'll help you. He'll help you to integrate again. Go on. And I paid for it and I said, have a good night. Thank you for working. And I went back. So simple. That's a witness. And I know it's not always like that. Sometimes you could just say, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thanks for working. Be friendly. The Bible says in Philippians, let your, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, let your forbearing spirits, let your friendliness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. He is with you. And I think that it is so important that we always have that exhorting spirit about us. My sister Esther, who is a beautiful saint of God, she said to me one time, she said, you know, Rob, I was at that conference and you came in a bit late and you sat down next to me and you said, hi, Es, her name is Esther, hi, Es. She said, and I had struggled with heaviness and I just couldn't break it, I couldn't break it, and it was making, trying to make me feel depressed. And I was resisting the depression, I couldn't shake it. And when you said, hi, yes, it left me. I didn't have some kind of, no, I just said, hi, yes. And it was because 
I have a connection with her and her husband, Jerry. Oh, they are beautiful saints. They're some of my best friends on earth. I love them so deeply and, and their family and so, but all my family, I love all my family. But it, we had the spiritual connection. So I had the privilege to exhort her. Are you getting this? Exhort one another daily. And what Paul was saying here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, read it for yourself. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 through 10. I, I'm going to go ahead. I know I, I can't make it too long, but I'm going to go ahead and read it to you from, from the um, Passion Translation. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you, not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect on your lives. For he says, I listened to you at the time of my favor and the day when you needed salvation, I came to your aid. So, I, so can't you see now is the time to respond to his favor? Now is the day of salvation. We will not place obstacles in anyone's way that hindered them from coming to salvation so that our ministry will not be discredited. Yet, as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic in every way. For example, we have great endurance in hardships and in persecutions, and we don't lose courage in times of stress and calamity. We've been beaten many times, imprisoned, found ourselves in the midst of riots. We've endured many troubles, had sleepless nights, and gone hungry. We've proved ourselves by our lifestyles of purity, <coughs> by our spiritual insight, by our patience, and by showing kindness, and by the spirit of holiness, and by our uncritical love for you. And we commend ourselves to you by our truthful teaching and by the power of God working through us and with the mighty weapons of his righteousness, a sword in one hand and a shield in the other, so to speak, amid honor or even dishonor, when we have slander or praise, even when we are treated as deceivers or imprisoned, we remain steadfast and true. We are unknown nobodies whom anyone knows. We are free, we are unknown nobodies whom anyone knows. We are frequently at death's door, yet here we are, still alive, and we have been severely punished, yet not executed. Hey, we may suffer, yet in every season we are always found rejoicing. Hey, we may be poor yet bestowing great riches on many. Hey, we seem to have nothing, yet in reality, we possess everything. Do you see this? Now, come on, come on, come on, come on. Believe it. Father, thank you for the privilege that I will be able to exhort while I'm living in the today of your presence and power, that I'm a source of exhortation and comfort by your Holy Spirit, that I'm a channel of your great love and goodness to others. 
Oh, Father, that our hearts may stay tender in love for you and in love for one another, Father, and that there is no evil heart of unbelief in departing from you. No, Lord, I don't want to know it, and I want to help everybody else to stay in fellowship with you. Oh, Father, thank you for the privilege of granting me to exhort one another daily. Amen? Have a good day.